back again face we to face. Are. It's Hello. a flash. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you don't realise how exciting this is. I know you guys always are listening to us remotely. <laughs> so um, it's kind of like not really understanding, but actually having someone properly in the same yeah, room literally. So much better. Oh, we do apologise. We are going to be going back to FaceTime soon again. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, realities of life trying to do face to face ones and remote ones and all of that. But it is and, nice to yeah. actually see you properly it is it is and so what quite, are we talking about then? well i think we're we're kind of going to be angling on how on earth we cram it all in today aren't we, are. we actually yeah, we really are <laughs> funny we're talking about starting off by talking about getting together and how to do it and how hard that is to achieve it's almost like we planned it <laughs> <laughs> um so um so you've Got the train down this morning, and uh, you've been uh, looking up statistics. I have on the way. I have. I thought, well, do you know what? I wonder because I noticed that I saw on an email. I got an email. I don't know if anyone else also gets these emails, but they're the Chime at um, statistics emails. You can, if you just Google Chime at. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it's C H I M A T, and then you can get yourself on the email subscription list, can't you? And they send you you know, notifications when important data is published about, you know, important public health data. Yeah. In fact, I seem to have somehow slipped off. I was getting them. And then... Is it this data protection GDPR or something? I've missed an email somewhere along the line, so I need to sign back up again. Yeah, maybe. Because they were useful. And I think it's something which... um, I know for a lot of us, we were. It's, it felt like Chimat dominated some of our <laughs> yeah. modules at uni. Yeah, so uh, apologies if you've heard that and you're getting flashbacks of yeah. your, your skipping course <laughs> and hours spent in the library poring over <laughs> tables trying to make sense of uh, how to justify what you were doing your essay about. And yeah, things. yeah. Or Trauma maybe... support is available if needed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but no, so um, so what do they say? Because I mean, obviously it's been quite a challenging uh, exactly. few years for health visiting. So yeah. is that reflected? So I thought this would be really interesting because I thought, you know, there's been huge service delivery cuts up and down the country. And I think that's a national thing. I think everyone nationally is sort of going, you know, there's so many changes to the services. Everyone's being cut left, right and centre. So it's like... Okay, so how is that actually reflected in the statistics? Yeah. And I was thinking, this is going to be really interesting. So I compared these most recent ones. So the most recent statistics on health visitor service delivery um, for quarter three of 2017 to 2018. So we've got basically the whole of 2017 to 2018 here. It hasn't got the last section, the final, because obviously that's not been done yet. But yeah. this is the most recent stuff. It was literally published 9th of May 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's saying that new birth visits completed within 14 days uh, was 88.4% nationally. So this is an England average, um, 88.4% completed within 10 to 14 days that doesn't sound bad because i'm guessing that's that's not excluding kind of neonatal admissions and things so yeah that's yeah there will always be some that you don't get to by that age don't it won't there you know because they've moved yeah immediately after the baby's born or because they're still in the neonatal unit or Whatever well, they're other not moved, but they're staying with family, and so you find them going to do it and... sixteen days instead, or yeah. yeah, exactly. Or I had one the other day that didn't didn't link in the fact that I said I'm a name of borough health visitor, 
Owen booked it in. Didn't think that they thought it, they didn't think to say, that's interesting because that's a different borough to the one I live in. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I parked up outside to find myself myself two streets out of my borough. I was like, oh. Oh dear. And it's a long road, so it it does Uh, start off in the borough Mm, and then moves out of the borough again. Well, in fairness to the parent, then they probably didn't realise what borough they're in. They probably heard that name and thought, yeah, that sounds about right. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) It's not like they said, like, Manchester or something. No, no. Um, So, yeah, so 88.4% new births completed within 14 days. And then the six to eight week reviews completed within that period with 86.1%. Yeah. Um, the 12-month reviews completed by the time they turned 12 months, so literally before the year mark, is 77.1%. Yeah. Which is pretty good again. Um, two to two and a half year reviews, 76.5%. Yeah, 76.5%. So... Yeah. Really so, good stats, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, how does this compare to five years ago? Because, I mean, I'm thinking five years mm. ago, so there was, let's see where we were five years ago. Oh, blimey, I was pregnant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going back to 2013. So that was kind of midway through the call to action. Yes. So there would have been the, the beginnings of the increase. This was kind of like almost like the golden point, wasn't there? Where I think a lot of people think was, of this things as Things like, were beginning to yeah. feel on the up and... Yeah. Hooray. It was a good time for health visiting. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. So I looked up the figures for 2013, 2014, which are actually stored in different places. Not very easy to find, I noticed. No, no. Um, um, I wonder why that is. Well, <laughs> so... You will be extremely surprised to hear, as I was, that actually number of um, new birth visits within 14 days, um, 77% in 2013-2014 versus, I'll remind you, 88% Wow, this so year. that's actually quite better. a big improvement. Yeah, a lot better. And then percentage of 12-month reviews, it's got here, I don't know why it doesn't seem to have the six to eight week, but it doesn't. 12-month reviews, 73% as opposed to 77%. 77%. Yeah. And then the two to two and a half year reviews, yeah, 74% as opposed to 76.5%. So I think what we've learned is very similar, if yeah. not better now, than they were before. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're both looking extremely puzzled and confused. Now, we've had a little chat about this. Yeah. Up, we yeah. think this is mental. So it is balmy because, obviously, as we know, there have been huge cuts to health history yeah. numbers. I mean, I think we've lost something like over a 1,000 health visitor jobs in the last sort of 18 months or so with more areas announcing cuts cuts every day i mean obviously we're looking to the wider naught to 19 service which is awful even worse given that the school nurses never really got the uplift they needed yeah um and that they've never even really worked towards that. yeah i think our Um, school nursing colleagues are in an even worse position aren't they here and yeah i and it's just that horrible thing of, yeah, we've got, I've got kids on my caseload who are about to go into school. Yeah. And that horrible feeling of thinking, oh, oh no. Christ, you know, I am almost feeling a bit like oh, sort of a mum sending the kids off because yeah. yeah, you've got to 
to sort of let the parents go out in the big wide world a bit. Yeah, and you've yeah. done as much as you can. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we know the services are being cut. So I guess the important question is... Why is that not reflected in the figures? Because yeah. you and I were both expecting. So I saw those figures and I thought, oh, that's surprisingly good. I yeah. thought, blimey, it must have been excellent yeah. five years ago for those exactly. to be the figures now. And actually, when I looked at the figures five years ago, I was really surprised. And I think we need to talk a little bit about what that tells us because I think it would be very easy to look at those numbers and just go, oh, health visiting's fine yeah. then, isn't it? Yeah. But we know that from our own practice experience and literally everybody else I've ever spoken to yeah. that that is not the case no. so what I, do we think about that well I mean I think first off that we should all give ourselves a blooming big pat on the yes, back yes seriously incredible work everybody exactly and I know there is much moaning at times about the mm. universal thing and oh my god it's you know get these things you know these things having priority and we will come on to that but it is really vital for those you know sort of those yeah visits for us to get our faces out there yeah to get known to these families and because often you know a lot of the midwifery services are remote and in clinics these days mm. we are need to get there even yeah, if someone is on paper a universal mm. we need to actually properly get there eyeball the house <laughs> or the home you know and properly meet the family see what's happening yeah. make an assessment and so, yeah, well done to us all for doing that because I think we're doing an amazing job. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've all got our stories where, oh, my God, we got to the house and then found this. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so. it's, 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 it's easy to miss those things when you're seeing people in clinics and not just because, you know, it's not about us needing to judge people on their house environment. That's not what it's about. It's about people feel more secure in their own home and yeah. more likely to share things with you that they wouldn't be likely to share in a clinic setting. They feel like they have more time, more space, like yeah. they're more listened to. Yeah. And we know that from evidence. That's not just me, you know, parroting off. If you look at the Why Health Visiting Review, there's yeah. a really good argument for home visiting. And, yes. and as you say, health visiting is one of the only services now, I think it may be the only service, that can, you know, can say categorically we are doing universal home visiting. Yeah. There's very few services left that are going the, into people's well, no, homes. I think, that's true. I think we are literally the only service who mm. will go and see anyone and everyone, yeah. no matter what. And I we're was, often the last man standing, aren't yeah. we, in some homes? <laughs> I, am, I am very curious. I mean, I would love to know, and I know it's like you would never find out, that if Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have had a health visitor visit, I bet they or whether have. they did decline. Yeah, that's I, true, I yeah, maybe they decline. Oh, like, well, they'll decline, they'll see some blooming private paediatrician who will... I don't know, maybe not. But, yeah, and you never birth know. birth in an NHS you never hospital, know. didn't they? But, anyway. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think what maybe has happened is that I think in a lot of areas, the, um, I don't know how to put this, the kind of the way that things are organised, the yeah. way that you the structure, the, the KPIs has been has changed, and that you know we have to say yeah you know, there have possibly been some improvements Definitely. in how things run. Yeah, maybe not everyone's happy. Yeah, with how it goes, and I know it varies from area to area. So I've worked in some areas where um, there was a corporate caseload, yeah, and that new births were allocated to health visitors, but then the details of those new births would be handed back to the admin team and they would have full responsibility on contacting parents and booking things into the um, 
the clinician's diary. Yeah. And so it was down to the clinician to make sure they blocked out and Time. kept their diary up to date yeah. um, with when they were available and things. Um, in my area at the moment, we have um, a monthly team planner via yeah. Rio. Oh, I love monthly has, team planners yeah, on Rio. I'm missing which, it so oh, much. Which has the details put on. And then as a team, we allocate and then we take responsibility for contacting the family ourselves and booking those in and getting the things done. Yeah. Um, but And I think sometimes, well, having, you know, like we templates that we use to complete the new birth visits on and things yeah which can improve Just save you a bit of time day, yeah sometimes. so i think there's been improvements from the point of view of how the new birth visits are, are allocated and done and um sort of given to clinicians yeah i think there's also possibly an improvements in data collection at yeah the other I'm end, sure which can is. help yeah. maintain those figures yeah um i think that teams are a lot more accountable now to the local authorities i think one of the things we're leaving to local authorities is that there seems to be better reporting better, and data yeah and mm. i think there is more interest and con- continued interest from the commissioners about the service mm-hmm. um they are wanting to know kind of where their money's going and what it's going on which is a good thing but i think brings me on to my big point with this this data which is the data that is being collected, I'm not convinced, is the right data. Because yeah. what we're learning from these numbers are that, you know, if you were looking at this in the most crude way possible, what you would be learning from these numbers is, oh, health visiting's fine. They're still achieving exactly the same as they were achieving five years ago. So, you know, maybe we don't need these extra thousand health visitors because they're still managing it. Yeah. So my question would be, Jen, what do you think we're losing? Because we're not losing the number of health visitors. No. The number of new birth visits yeah. completed within 14 days is the same. Yeah. So what are we losing instead of that number? So we're losing, <laughs> losing our minds, aren't we, aren't we really, to put it bluntly? Our sanity, we're, that is what we're, we're losing. losing. We're losing breathing space. Lunch break. Yeah, a lot of Toilet them, I mean, break. And we have to say as well that, you know, but especially, yeah, if in, in my area, the universal re- developmental reviews are both 9 to 12 months old and 2 to 2 and a half years are done by our fantastic nursery nurses. Yeah. Same so we've mind. been pulled back from that. Mm. Also, this data doesn't include the antenatal contacts, yeah, which are still not underway in many areas. And one of those interesting quirks with statistics is that you'll find they don't record the antenatals because they cannot agree on how to decide how many women are due an antenatal visit yeah. in any period because they, they can't... It's, it's so hard thing data together. It's, yeah. it's covering a three-month period of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's like getting that data together is hard. And also, I mean, like in my area, we don't have a hospital within our borough. Right, okay. So we have, what is it, like one, two, three, four, five, six really hospitals that can be managing pregnant so, women yeah. living in our area so there's difficulties with the data collection obviously yeah, yeah. but i mean i think i think what what on the ground you're 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 not seeing in this data is you're not seeing how hard it is for health visitors to actually maintain those numbers yeah. and i think there's a massive pressure on health visitors to meet those kpis yeah. and you know i know i've every service i've ever worked in 
their managers will come to the meetings and they'll say, right, your team, you know, out of 80 new births, you know, in the last month, you only achieved 70, you need to be achieving 75 yeah. or you need to be achieving 80, you know, tell me why you didn't do that one, tell me why you didn't do that one, you know, and it's very yeah. kind of highly pressured on health yeah. visitors. And there's also a lot of pressure about um, attendance at case conferences. Of course, there's pressure on everything, isn't there? Because that's, again, yeah. that's something which is vaguely measurable, but then that's not something which ever comes up on KPIs. The safeguarding aspect is that's huge. That's true, yeah. And it's that thing of, you know, and the the universal... I mean, sort of, so we use the um, London Continuum of Need. Yeah. So we have kind of 1A is your universal, 1B is the one we're slightly enhanced where, yeah, they might have a feeding issue or there may be a um, mild to moderate maternal mental health issue where you're needing to give short term Yeah, maybe a bit of difficulty with bonding or something like that. And then levels sort of 2, 3 and 4, by the time you get to 4 you're on the universal partnership plus level. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, And... uh, you know, it's that thing of there's no measure as to, well, actually, how much time does it take? Or, yeah, how much time should it take to do cover those extra needs? Yeah. And, you know, looking at the way your case age is balanced. Now, I mean, my area is good in that they do take into account some degree of that need when calculating caseload sizes, when yeah. we restructured, our, restructured our teams and things. Yeah. And mm. it's that thing, it's a, it's a dynamic thing. We really had a big restructure in November. And there's mm. likely to be some tweaks made to that in the coming few months, we've mm. been told. Okay. Because they are monitoring to see how has this gone, where is there more need and things, okay. and where are areas that are saying they're really busy or genuinely busy or what what's mm. going on there and things. Um, so I think we, we're missing out. What we're not seeing is that actually health visitors are massively overstretched to achieve that. So we're all flogging ourselves, yeah. silly, to achieve the same levels that we were previously achieving without having to. Yeah. You know, when we were able to take our lunch breaks and able to go to the loo. Has there ever <laughs> been a time when we were able to do no, that? I don't, I don't think know. I've People had a talk about break. it in like yeah. a mythical way. Like there used to be a have, day when. <laughs> I did have lunch breaks when I was a student health visitor, but then that's because also there was a nice. Yeah, to go and sit in. Yeah. And even then, some days I would end up at the computer. Desk, yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, that's the bit that you're not seeing is and on the morale and the service and what that does to yeah. the individual health visitors' emotional health physical yeah. health yeah. you know and then leads to staff sickness and yeah. and things like that which then in the long term obviously are going to impact on your figures yeah so that's one thing we're missing in the There's day a lot so as definitely. well as the specialist roles yeah you know it's 100%. like the the perinatal mental health support yeah what happened to all that there was so much of it Indeed, a couple of years well, ago I've, I've just i mean i've actually just completed this been funding in london by H-E-E. Yes, yeah. Health Education England, is it? Yeah. That's it. I couldn't remember what the second (laughs) E was. I knew it was Health England. Something or other, yeah. yeah. So they funded for, I think it's 80 new perinatal mental health champions across London. Which is fabulous. And I managed to get one of the the spots for my borough. I'm very, very jealous. There's no funding in my area. No. Oh, no. Health Education England need to get onto it, don't they? They do. They need to make it national. Come on, make it um, the Midlands. We want it up there as well. Yeah. But um, but yes, yeah, so I just completed that, and it was amazing. And but now it's like okay, so with all my caseload stuff, 
I'm going to look at how to develop and roll out to my colleagues Mm. and to possibly, you know, ideally multidisciplinary teams, so, you know, GPs locally, to children's centre staff, to be able to social work and things. Yeah, nurseries, things like that. Yeah, I mean, the ideal, the dream is there. Um, But it's, you have to have support from management to do that and you have to have protected time to do that, Jenny, because already, as we've talked about, you don't even have time to go for a wee or go (laughs) for a lunch break. So where are you supposed to find time to develop a training programme where you train every professional in the borough, you know, on some really specialist issues? So it's that specialism. And having the time for other colleagues to come to the training. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the ideal is... Everyone yeah. would have protected time to oh, be able well, to attend. The, the ideal is it would be two-day training, yeah. which would be amazing. Incredible, wouldn't to it? To be able to do, yeah, and because having had the two days myself, mm. and you know, the ideas it sparks off and the opportunities to get external speakers in and things, mm. but how on earth is anyone going to get two no. days off to do this? Yeah. Let alone the, the sort of extra time I would need to do the two days training and to, to set it up, organise it and things. Mm. And like, you yeah, know, breastfeeding as well. You know, it's my yeah. other hat that I'm wearing. So, I mean, I've been really lucky to get funding. I'm going to be starting doing my breastfeeding specialist training yeah. next month, um, which is like one, one Saturday a month for a year, do plus you know, some homework. <laughs> for listeners, I don't know when Jenny breathes, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not convinced she sleeps. I think Dude, she might be like an Edwin Cullen character that doesn't need to sleep, and that's how yeah. she manages to get so much in in the day. You know what? I think I'm going to... I said we were talking about this last <laughs> night, weren't we, on WhatsApp, we and were. I sent you a message saying, I know in a few years I'm going to look back on this and go, oh, my God, what was I doing? Why was I doing so much? Um, and, yeah, at the moment I'm just kind of in the midst of it. Yeah, and chaos. Yeah. Bless you. Sort of, yeah, health visitor induced mania. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But that's that's one thing we're really losing. And yeah. I think if you talk to colleagues up and down the country, you know, when we when I first started my nursing training, for example, which is the kind of time we're talking about 2013, 2014, just because I'm very, very much a baby. <laughs> my face is dropping a bit. Uh, yeah, right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I think it's 2012, actually. Might have been a bit earlier than that. But anyway, when I was doing my You're nursing such training. A young I know I am I am a child. I'm literally a toddler, everybody. Um, when I was doing it, I remember thinking, oh, this health visiting's brilliant. You know, maybe I could do a specialist health visitor role because everywhere I went, there was all these specialist health visitor yeah. roles. So there's specialist health visitor for homeless families, drugs and alcohol, um, traveller families, yeah. specialist health visitor for learning disabilities. Mental health do exist still. But Some of them actually, do, yeah. but I think a lot of those are the roles we've missed we've, that have been cut with the funding cuts. Yeah. And that's the point I'm making with these figures, is in the effort to maintain new birth visit within 14 days, yeah. we have lost the specialist health visitor for the homeless oh, yeah, families no, def- and yeah. the specialist health visitor yeah. for the drugs worker. You know, see, I, do, I do know, and hello, you know who you are, we do have a specialist homeless health visitor who is a very keen fan of the show. Oh, hello. So, uh, yeah. Come on and talk to us about homeless health visiting. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know enjoy, who you are. Enjoy your laying. <laughs> I, know, I know when she listens. So. Oh, that's um, lovely. But yeah, so, so I know there are... But you're right, it is at the loss of those. 
and that further staff development and mm-hmm. the staff progression. Yeah, staff because training. Because it is that thing where it's like you, it does almost feel like we're kind of heading a bit and it's like, I mean, I have grabbed every opportunity I can, which is partly yeah. why I now have all these things, breathe, breathe plates that you're spinning. While yeah. I'm still thinking of things, yeah. <laughs> um, but and it is that thing where yeah, they say if you want something done ask a busy woman yeah, because I think it's it that thing where I think there is a bit of a breach and what I would suggest to anyone listening is even if you feel like you are up to your eyeballs mm. it is worth if you see an opportunity grabbing it because actually <laughs> I know. things do fit around it you it's will just... find that even if you're even if you feel like you wouldn't be able to take it on you will find the way to take it on and by jove does it really help you with your enjoyment of your role enjoyment yeah. of what you're doing That's the and thing. just actually feeling like you're on the path to developing something more but that's the difficulty isn't it with definitely, all these things because definitely. the times the times when you most need to take these things on are often the times when you least feel like you can and least feel like you want to and I think what's important here is and what I really want to emphasize because the the point I want to make with this data is that whilst we're getting all this data we're missing the important stuff and actually how helpers just feel coming into work every day has a massive impact on the interactions they then have with their clients and how much emotional capacity they have to contain those clients and it's that containment which is so important for the work that we do that's why we're good at our jobs that's why we achieve the results and if you lose that bit then you lose the essence of health visiting. So you might still have the number that 88.4 received a new Beth visit within 14 days, but the quality of it tells you nothing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's the danger with these metrics. And I think that's... But then as well, you see what I'm saying about taking those opportunities, grabbing them, Mm. because actually that's how you get in the same room as commissioners. It's true. And that's how you get in the same room as people who maybe are in a more senior position in your trust or your organisation that you wouldn't normally get to see that's how you get to put a human face Mm. on those statistics Mm. and give them a human voice your Mm. voice Mm. and sort of be able to say I mean because partly like the um my breastfeeding specialist thing has come up partly because I I had a failed interview I was I mean probably yeah and daft really because I'd not even been qualified fully a year Mm. and I, I they yeah I was so horrified at the lack of breastfeeding support in my locality that when an infant feeding lead well came, came up. up. I was like, I talked to my my matron and my team leader, and they were like, "Well, yeah, no harm in yeah, going try for it. it." Yeah, and I I was shortlisted. Now I do wonder why, because I have no strategic knowledge. I have very well, because you're very good at health visiting and yeah. very good at breastfeeding. That's why you were shortlisted. <laughs> that, that makes it sound like I offer you. Take you on personally <laughs> breastfeed everyone's <Yeah>. children. <laughs> I am not offering wet nursing. <laughs> No. Just to be clear, everybody, um, yeah. don't like line up outside Jenny's house with the children. <laughs> that would be strange, very strange. Um, but no, but I, I interviewed, and so I had chance to do a presentation, uh, which I made very clear, showed my knowledge of yeah. breastfeeding, knowledge of the um, things like GP infant feeding network and things where yeah. so showing that I knew the network around which you could access further support and things on as a professional. And um, and so got although I 
didn't get the job and mm. very lovely lady did get the job who I'm very pleased in post yeah. um, because they then said right come on the the committee yeah. to help with the whole yeah preparing for the revalidation so mm. the baby friendly status mm. so I've been on that mm-hmm. and talking about that and things and then through those meetings that they've realised what they what would is needed is someone with breastfeeding specialists and um, experience and qualifications yeah and so, so that's how you've now got yeah, your funding so the yeah. infant feeding lead literally lobbied yeah for myself and for her to do the, the yeah. breastfeeding specialist training yeah so I, I guess it's it's about having the ear of people who are designing yeah. these systems and I guess you know I wanted to kind of make a bit of a controversial point because quite a lot of the time when you hear people talking about these statistics what they say is well you know we have to let these numbers drop because if we don't let these numbers drop then it's going to look like our service is fine yeah and that is what you hear a lot and and, I, and I've had that argument said to me and actually it feels true because yeah, you feel no, like well actually until that is what people care about until the level of new birth visits completed within 14 days drops to a lower number nobody's going to listen to the fact that actually we're really struggling yeah. but I think in I, I disagree with that which is a bit controversial uh, yeah but I, mean, I guess the argument I would make back to that is the universality of health visiting is so important that we have to hold on to it number one and yeah. whilst those numbers might represent the state of health visiting at a national level, behind each of one of those numbers is a new birth visit that's not being achieved for that child and family. Yeah. So we have to keep that in our mind at the same time. Yeah. But also, more importantly, what we should actually be doing, rather than letting things drop, what we should actually be doing is lobbying commissioners to get the things that are measured changed. Yeah. We should be measuring different outcomes it's not okay to just measure the number of new births completed within 14 days I've been saying for ages where I work what we should be measuring is continuity of care that's Mm. one outcome which could be you know if there's any commissioner listening to this seriously it's so easy to measure it's so easy to measure every system has that data you can pull that that data from any system you like and that is the probably number one most important thing in terms of the evidence base for the metrics that matter. Yeah. So for improving maternal mental health, for improving breastfeeding rates, for improving accidents, for improving development, you know, all of these things, all of the high impact areas for health visiting, uh, behind every single one of them is the relationship that that client has with their health visitor. Yeah. And you know, I'm the biggest advocate of relational health visiting out there, but I genuinely believe that no good work can be achieved in health visiting outside of that relationship. Because if you have a relationship with a client, you can say things to them and they will listen to you. If, you, if you're if you just a new face, just coming into their house the first time they've met you and you're saying, oh, maybe try this, maybe try that, not listening to you. No. And for good reason, because yeah. you don't know them, you don't know their child, you, you haven't got that tailored specific knowledge. And yeah. whilst health visitors are very good at doing that quickly, actually what we need is to maintain that yeah. relationship. Although, so measuring that yeah, would be yeah. a real, and I think actually if we were to measure that, we would see a real difference from five years ago to yeah. now. Yes. That definitely. you would, would reflect the difficulties that yeah. we're having in the service. And that's 
probably what's feeling so difficult for parents and feeling so difficult to health visitors. That's the things that matter to yeah. parents and health visitors, not whether we did it by 14 days or by 15 days or by 13 days or, you know, what yeah. day the child was when we visited them. Exactly. It's whether, you know, you saw the same person for the antenatal, yeah. for the new birth, for the six to eight week check, yeah. at least for those three. Yeah. Anyway, that's, I'll get off my soapbox now, but that's <laughs> what I tri- feel we should tricky, be measuring. Yeah. It's a tricky one though as well, because I think, it's what I think by con- my understanding of continuity would be, and I think it's like we, we try and do in my area is, within a small team so you're having a small you know mm. like literally one of three health visitors that you're going to meet but also because now I see you roll your eyes and things yeah, but it. also it's that thing where you must have had it before where you have ended up going in and doing a visit of course and you have actually been the one to see something fresh sure and to pick up on something that maybe that, hadn't been so what but, I would say is to that because that is exactly what my service lead has been saying the first thing I would say is saying there will be exceptions. So the argument you get is, um, oh, but some clients want a change of health visitor or some cases have got to a certain point where they're stuck and you need a reallocation of fresh pair of eyes or some cases, um, you know, we're going to get sickness, we're going to get holiday. There's going to be things that fall outside that so you can't achieve that. That's all true, but that's why you never expect 100%, do you? It's like saying for a new birth... In some cases, we're not going to be able to do it within 14 days because the child's going to be in the neonatal unit. Yeah. You know, well, that's fine. So that that's why we don't expect 100%. That's why we're at 88% instead. But if we were to get 88% continuity, you know, I think that's a really yeah amazing thing to be aiming for. Amazing. And in terms of the evidence base, so I've worked in small teams the same way that you're yeah. talking about, and I actually love that way of working for the yeah. health visitor. I think it's it really nurtures the health visitor Definitely. because you all look after each other yeah. in a really nice way. Um, but even within that small team, what we were still doing was we were seeing our own clients. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that is the point. That yeah. is the continuity because you want that client to know, Amy's my health visitor. Yeah. I can call this number and I can ask for Amy. Yeah. And she knows me and she knows my child. Yeah. And that is the thing which really matters to parents. Yeah. And is I'm not just saying this, no. that is the evidence base. There's yeah. a really strong evidence. Again, yeah. look in the Why Health Visiting Review. Also it's that thing that, that is what it says. That level of continuity with that wider support with Yes, wider support from the multidisciplinary team. And knowing that yeah, specialists, having specialist yeah. roles. Actually I think having those specialist roles can often empower yeah. and actually increase knowledge yeah. among the team. Absolutely. Rather than actually, I think there's a lot of talk about, oh, yeah, um, I don't want to... Oh, what's the phrase I always use? Oh, de-skill. Yeah. talk about de-skilling. Yeah. When actually, if you have those sessions, you can actually raise the bar up. Absolutely. Because actually you can. they'll have that better direct contact with regard to how to manage breastfeeding problems or lower-level perinatal mental health problems yeah. and actually possibly look at reducing inappropriate referrals on rather than yeah. at the moment where you have a situation where you're so rushed and so unsupported that you're kind of possibly are looking at just referring everything on yeah because you just you don't know and mm. you want to make sure you've got that you, you don't <coughs> want to miss net. it yeah you don't you want yeah. it to be caught and having specialist roles as well if you have a continuity of care and you have a specialist role that specialist health visitor is then able to do some training yeah. disseminate knowledge so that it means that your individual staff are more upskilled yeah. and more 
um, confident at dealing with those more specialist issues. So anyway, if I was to add in a new metric to the health as to service delivery metric, that's what I would add, yeah. continuity of care. And then, obviously, it's then reliant on your individual health as to being brilliant. Yeah. Which is another thing, but then you have to make sure that your training is exceptional. Yeah. You have to make sure that all your health is does are delivering an exceptional service. And the frustration is what we is should that be doing. The, the evidence is out there for all of this already. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. This is the, evidence, the evidence that was used for the call to action is still so relevant. Yeah, absolutely. And so needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm thinking we maybe need to send a tweet a link to this to Viv Bennett (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she very much agrees with this I know that (laughs) I'm sure she does I'm sure she does but I mean I don't know what more can we do to get it yeah I know yeah well look I suppose probably oh god do we need to tweet Jeremy Hunt oh god no surely not might be necessary (laughs) if you've got this far into the podcast Jeremy then send us a tweet saying Hello. I listened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, also, if you're a health visitor and you've got this far in without wanting to kill me, can I just say thank you very much? Because I was very soapboxy there for a while. <laughs> I just sat back and let you crack on, love. <laughs> We've got some lunch now. We'll be all right. <laughs> Do you feel the passion flowing through the wires? <laughs> oh, so please, yeah, this is this is probably one where it'd be worth, you yeah, know, we'd really, really like to hear your yeah. uh, your feedback on and yeah, tweet away at us at I am a HV yeah. on Twitter or on our Facebook page, I am a health visitor, or even you can um, email us um I am a health visitor, all one word, at gmail dot com. Lovely. And yeah, thanks ever so much for listening. Yeah. And uh, hey, let, let's see if Jeremy Hunt does listen to this. <laughs> you never know. You never know. We Pigs know. might fly as well. <laughs> <laughs> we know how hard it is for health visitors out there at the moment yeah. because we're doing it too. And we know say, how frustrating it is yeah. to look at these statistics and go, 88%, the same as five years ago. What? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we're with you and yeah. just hang on in there, look after each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm literally hanging on doing doing these extra bits and bobs, thinking by at your some fingernails. Point, yeah. At some point, the tide will change, yes. and then I will be perfectly positioned. The tide will to, change, everybody. Yeah. The tide has to it change. Has to. Has yeah. to. Hang on in there. <sighs> Sending you lots of happy virtual yeah, <laughs> love, virtual love and hugs and cups of tea, fist bumps. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You're awesome. You are all awesome and uh, we know how you feel. (laughs) Take care for now, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.